20 Tishrei, Chaf Tishrei, Tzadik, his life, 20, 123. Rabbi Nachman concluded by saying, if he had listened to me and come to my house, there might have been peace between us. But now he will certainly not make peace with me. He will carry on with the conflict. Still, be this as it may, I am not at all afraid of him. He's already shown me that he has no teeth. This ties in with what the Rebbe told in the story of the spider and the fly, about the enemies of the mountain whose teeth fell out when they unsuccessfully tried to ascend the mountain. On his last Rosh Hashanah in 5571, 1810, when delivering the lesson, Sound the Shofar, Reproof, the Rebbe coughed up a great deal of blood. Afterward, he said, I have such an enemy. His burning anger against me can be cooled only when he sees my blood. Reb Nussan adds, but he did not say who this enemy was. 21-124 On Shabbat Hanukkah 5569, winter of 1808, after his return from Lemberg, the Rebbe had come back from Lemberg the previous summer, the Rebbe gave the lesson, The days of Hanukkah are days of thanksgiving. Lekutei Moharan 2, Lesson 2. He then told those at the table to sing Psalm 124, a song of ascents, of David, Had not the Lord been for us, let Israel now say. They sang the psalm over and over again that Friday night at the table. There was also another occasion when the Rebbe was staying in Medvedevka that he sang the psalm several times. Afterward, he turned to everyone and said, As yet, you can still not be considered my followers. There will come a time when the entire world will stand up against me and oppose me. Whoever supports me then and stays with me, he will be considered as one of my true supporters. We have no one to rely on except our Father in Heaven. Sota 49a For many have risen against him and against us. Had not the Lord been for us? 22. 125. I heard from someone else that the Rebbe had said that when he was in Berdichev in the summer of 5562, 1802, he had finally understood the entire significance and character of the Shpala Until that time, he had not said a word about him because he had decided that he did not want to mention anything about him until he understood his entire significance and character. Only then did he begin to speak about him a little at very rare intervals. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, His Praises, 26. The Rebbe spoke out very strongly against those who thought that a tzaddik attained such heights due to the lofty level of his soul. The Rebbe insisted that this was not true, but that, that it depends entirely on good deeds and effort. He was very specific when he emphasized this. He said, Every person can attain the highest level. It depends on nothing except your own free choice. You must truly care about yourself and carefully decide what is truly good for you, for everything depends on one's deeds. Avot 315. 27. Therefore, even the fearsome wonders that we saw by the Rebbe are of no concern to us here. According to his high level, these were not remarkable at all. We only seek to relate lessons of devotion, in order that an intelligent reader seeking the truth should be able to derive some inspiration. There are no excuses. Every person can aspire to the highest level, if he only he follows the ways of the Rebbe recorded in this volume. The main thing is prayer. 
Accustom yourself to beg and plead before God. Speak to Him in any language you understand. This is especially important. Beg Him to open your eyes. Ask Him to help you along the path of devotion. Plead that you be worthy of drawing close to Him. The little we have written here should be enough for all who seek the truth. The Aleph Bet Book Faith B. 2. Flattery leads one to heresy. 3. The Holy One performs miracles only for a person who believes in both worlds. 4. Our faith in God nullifies the evil decrees that the nations issue against us. 5. No. Each and every herb has its own unique power to heal a specific illness. But this is only for a person who did not guard his faith and sexual purity, and did not keep from transgressing, do not despise any man. Avot 4.3 However, when one has complete faith and also maintains sexual purity, and fulfills do not despise any man, his cure is not dependent on particular types of herbs. Rather, he is healed by all food and drink, as in, And he blessed your bread. Exodus 23.25 He does not have to rely on receiving particular herbs to be cured. 6. The future salvation will come about only because of faith, the, me- the measure of which is in accordance with the leaders of the generation. Moharan 1. Lesson number 8. I looked, and behold, a golden candelabra. Zechariah 4.2 1. The sighing and groaning of a Jew are very precious, because they entail the completion of whatever is lacking. In other words, when a person lacks something and he sighs over what he lacks, he thereby makes up that deficiency. 2. Anything that a person lacks, be it livelihood, health, or anything else, cannot be fulfilled except through attachment to the true tzaddik and rav. The reason for this is that deficiencies are made up by sighing since when a person sighs over what he lacks, he taps into and draws forth the divine breath of life by which everything was created, and which is the vitality of everything, to make up for the deficiency over which he sighs. However, this breath of life, which can supply what a person is lacking, can be received only from the tzaddik and rav of the generation, who is completely attached to the Torah, since the Torah is where the breath of life rests. Therefore, a person needs to be connected to the tzaddik in order to receive this breath. 3. The opponents and wicked people who set themselves against the true tzaddikim receive their breath of life from the rav of the forces of impurity. For there indeed exists a rav of the forces of impurity and of the other side, in contraposition to the rav of holiness, since God created everything with its counterbalancing opposite. Ecclesiastes 7.14 Therefore, these wicked people are strong in their time, since their breath of life that is drawn from the rav of the forces of impurity is like a raging storm wind, which is also powerful in its time. But it is ephemeral, in the end it perishes and is lost, destroying both physically and spiritually all those who hold on to it. Therefore, The wicked people and those who oppose the tzaddikim are said to be dead even while they are still alive. Brachot 18a For they do not have the true holy breath of life which the true tzaddikim alone are able to supply. 4. When a person sighs, the true tzaddik expiates his sins. This is because by sighing, 
the person draws from the tzaddik the breath of life, which makes up deficiencies, sins being the greatest possible kind of deficiency. As it is written, the wise man expiates. Proverbs 16.14 Rabbi Nachman's Stories The King and the Emperor When the king and his men discovered that the ship was missing, they became very anxious. The king did not know that the emperor's daughter had fled with the ship. He assumed she was in her chamber. The king said, Be careful not to tell her too suddenly. She will be very upset because this precious ship is gone. Also, she might think that I gave her ship to someone else. Therefore, send one of her noblewomen to tell her in a subtle way. The men went to one chamber and did not find anyone there. They then went to the second chamber, and the same was true. They went to all eleven chambers and did not find anyone. Finally, they agreed to send an elderly noblewoman at night to tell her. They all went to the chamber of the emperor's daughter and did not find anyone there. They were very alarmed. Meanwhile, the fathers of these noblewomen were accustomed to getting letters from their daughters. They usually sent letters back and forth, but now they saw that they were sending letters to their daughters and not getting any replies. The nobles decided to go and investigate, but when they arrived, their daughters were not to be found. The nobles were furious, and they wanted to banish the king and place him under a death sentence. As ministers of state, they had the power to do this. But then they thought it over. What did the king do to deserve to be banished? It was really not his fault. Instead, they decided to impeach him and have him exiled. So they impeached the king and exiled him. The king thus went on his way. Restore my soul, Likute Moharan, 41. All the worlds were created only for the sake of man, and his entire value and importance lies precisely in his having the evil inclination. His task is to strengthen himself to fight it. The more forcefully an evil inclination attacks someone, the more precious in God's eyes are his efforts to fight it. Then God himself comes to his aid, for it is written, God will not abandon him in its hand, Psalms 37.33, in the grasping hand of the evil inclination. Lekutei Moharan 2, Lesson 49. 42. Serve God with all your strength and rely completely on his infinite love. He will never abandon you, regardless of what you may have done in the past. The past is nothing. What counts is the time from now on. Simply don't repeat what you did. When temptations come, remain detached and control yourself. This applies to actions and also to thoughts. The thoughts of men have as much power as their actions. What you think counts. Even in the world we inhabit, that is, the world of action, that is why you need to control your thoughts as well as your actions. From now on, you may have to endure all kinds of situations. Don't get put off. Simply don't pay any attention. Try not to feel it at all. It is inevitable that all kinds of situations will be sent to you precisely to help you achieve perfect repentance. For this, you have to be exposed to the very same situations that you were involved in before. Only this time, you mustn't be swayed. You must control your inclinations and avoid any of the old thoughts and actions. This is the essence of perfect repentance. Lekutei Moharan 2, Lesson 49 Nussin's Letters, Year 1 Letter number 12. The general rule is that God is very great, and we know nothing at all of the wondrous new things that are happening in the world. 
Every day and every moment, wonders upon wonders. How great are your works, God, because God renews the world continually, and everything can change for the good. If you can't see this and understand this, at least believe in it. Strengthen yourself again and again. You know a little of this, and the rest you should believe with perfect faith. It is a tremendous merit and salvation for us for eternity that we were worthy to be counted among the followers of our great and awesome Rebbe. No mind in this world can grasp it. Blessed is God who separated us from those who err, who fight against the source of truth such as this, who speak falsehood about the tzaddik with arrogance and scorn. This is our consolation in our travails. This is our joy. With this, you can make yourself joyful in any situation. He already promised before he passed away that he is preceding us, and we don't have to worry. Lucky are we that we were worthy of hearing these words the night before his awesome passing. More than this, I have no time to write now. From now on, be very careful to guard my letters well in the future, because they are forbidden to strangers who turn words of truth into mockery. May God gladden your soul always, and strengthen your heart to work on Torah and prayer all day. You should be worthy to follow the path the Rebbe taught us. Especially, strengthen yourself in Hidbodidut. Force yourself and renew your resolve each day to begin to speak to God as a person speaks to his friend, and say all that you have to say before him clearly. Do not become depressed by anything in this world. You must realize that all truly God-fearing and upright people who have come genuinely to serve God have experienced exactly what you are going through and more. Had they not tenaciously held on at every turn, God forbid, they would never have moved forward at all, God forbid. All this is explained in Likutei Moharan 2, Lessons 48 and 49, 51 and 52. Study carefully everything that is written there and examine every statement closely. For these are the words of the living God, and they can give you enormous encouragement. Some of our comrades have dubbed these paragraphs the letter because they address the reader as a letter to a friend or a student would. There is no better letter than this. Still, I will be sure to write you now and then whatever words of truth God sends me. And all that passes under the staff will be holy, because the source of all I write is the Rebbe, the brook which flows forth. The Source of Wisdom, Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 242 My beloved sons, brothers, and friends, you have probably heard a little about the great uproar concerning me which broke out after you left. I was forced to send from my home immediately two men who were staying there, Reb Nachman from Breslov and Reb Ay. Even now, God forbid that anyone should come to my house for Shabbat. It is only permitted during the week. They are boasting that they will inform on me to the authorities, God forbid. May God have mercy and quickly rectify everything. God is my hope that everything will soon turn into good. But during these past days I have had some terrible scares. I have been unwell because of my ailment, God save us, and the great grief that I had from your letters about your children, may they live, was in addition to my financial straits. With all these things, though, God has helped me. And also during these times he has given a weary man such as myself the strength of iron to flee to him. In his great kindness he has rescued me thus far. 
and I still have hope in his kindness that he will always save me from frights, dangers, and attacks of all kinds, and that he will soon allow me to return to my home in Breslov for his sake and the sake of the true tzaddikim. Do not give honor to us, God, but give it to your name. Even now, praise God, I am a little joyful over all the kindness he has done for me and for us. Thank God, who has not allowed me to be prey for their teeth. I am joyful as well over the kindness that he is going to do in the future for me and for all of you. Just fortify yourselves and be strong. Do not forget everything that happens to us collectively and individually, what happens to each and every one of us every day, every week, and every year. Every day they rise up against us, and the Holy One, blessed is He, rescues us from their hands. Last Thursday, I saw in the Midrash Rabbah, Bamidbar Rabbah 7, 7, a comment on the verse, Command Yehoshua, fortify him and strengthen him, as follows. According to our usual method, we learn only to encourage those who encourage themselves, and only to push those who push themselves. I have a great deal to say about this with God's help, and it is partially related to what I said last Shavuot about the great importance of drawing on one's inner strength and about how it is forbidden to be lazy or remiss. A person must just press on determinedly, and through this he merits to earn his livelihood and to receive an illumination of desire during eating. But the above-mentioned Midrash says only to encourage those who encourage themselves. And this is included in what I said then. For while it is true that God in his great kindness fortifies us tremendously through the true tzaddik, with wondrous encouragement beyond all measure, and that He is constantly giving us holy hints that God is still right there with us, and we, not, and we must not fear nor be afraid at all, for God is with us, and we should not fear. Nonetheless, a person cannot receive this encouragement unless he is himself is as strong and prevails on himself not to be lazy or remiss, what they call a shlamazlnik. Shemot HaTzadikim Ve'ele Rashe Avotehem Ha'olim Mibavel, Gershom, Daniel, Chatush, Bibne Shechania, Bibne Parosh, Zacharia, Eliho Enai ben Zerachia, Bibne Shechania ben Yachaziel, Umibne Adin Eved ben Yonatan, Umibne Elam Yeshaya ben Atalia, Bibne Shefatia, Zevadia ben Michael, Bibne Yoav, Ovadia ben Yechiel, Bibne Shlomit ben Yosifia, Bibne Bevai Zacharia ben Bevai, Bibne Azgad, Yochanan ben Hakatan, Bibne Adonikam Acharonim, Eliphelet, Yeiel, Shemaya, Bibne Bigvai, Utai, Zakur, Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaya, Elnatan, Yariv, Elnatan, Natan, Zacharia, Meshulam, Rashim, Yo Yariv, Elnatan, Mevinim, Ido Harosh, Ish Sechel, Sherevya Uvanav, Chashavya, Yeshaya, Meremot ben Uria HaKohen, Elazar ben Pinchas, Yozavad ben Yeshua, Noadia ben Vinoy Halavim, Shechania ben Yechiel, Yonatan ben Asael, Yachzia ben Tikva, Meshulam, Vishabtai Halevi, Kadmiel Prayers 1, Prayer number 11, Hashem, Majestic and Awesome King of Glory. You created the entire universe for your glory. As it is written, all who are called in my name, I created, formed, and made them for my glory. Loving God, 
Let your majesty be increased, enhanced, and heightened through me. Help me be able to nullify myself completely and not seek the least honor for myself. Let me think nothing of my own importance and pay no attention whatsoever to receiving honor for myself. Let all my efforts be only to magnify the glory of God. Let all my involvements and everything I do, think, and want be only for the sake of your great glory, blessed God. Bring me to true humility. Help me break and remove all arrogance from myself. Let not the slightest hint of arrogance ever enter my heart. Bring me to genuine humility. Grant me godly wisdom and understanding, so that I will be able to cultivate the ways of humility. Save me from false humility, affected humility aimed at winning people's esteem. This kind of humility is the ultimate in arrogance. Let me never pretend to be humble with the intention of winning admiration and esteem. Loving and merciful God, just help me come to complete humility in perfect sincerity. Please, Hashem, loving God, whose love is true love, let your love and mercy be awakened for someone as lowly and miserable as me. Let me feel my true lowliness, and don't allow my sins to throw me off track by confusing my mind with any foolish motives of trying to impress people or illusions about my own importance. Have pity on me for your sake, and save me from the least hint of arrogance and pride. I know I am not really fit to come close to you because I have shown such a lack of respect for your honor, as you know, Hashem, my God but I will rely on your overflowing love and kindness and ask you to help me and do everything to save me from pride. Hashem, help me keep my mind clear of all false motives and arrogance. Have mercy on me and don't let me stray into those treacherous pathways. Loving God, bring me to follow your commandments and observe your laws sincerely with true and complete humility. Even at times when you grant me the opportunity to do good, Help me be totally unselfconscious about it. Master of the Universe, you have informed us how serious a sin arrogance is. It is like worshipping an idol, God forbid, and that the main reason for the exile of the Jewish people was because of the sin of pride. This is what the sages meant when they said the land was ruined because of seven idolatrous temples. Similarly, pride is the main reason why the exile has gone on for so long. It is now more than 1,800 years that we have been away from our land, and we still cannot return, only because of the sin of pride and the race for honor. Let the Torah radiate to me. You have also let us know that a person who is arrogant is like an idol. Since an idolatrous object must be burned, Torah law views it as if it has already been ground down to nothing. This is why people who are arrogant are unable to open their mouths to say a single holy word. It is as if they have already been ground down to nothing, and so they lack the necessary vocal apparatus. When a person speaks words of Torah, they ought to shine. As the sages said, Open your mouth and your words will shine. But when the Torah comes in the mouth of someone who talks and acts arrogantly, not only does it not shine to him, but the very light of the Torah is darkened by a thick veil of materialism. Have pity on me, and at least from now on, save me from the sin of pride. Help me stop running after my own glory, God forbid. Let me think nothing of my own importance, and strive only to maximize the glory of God. 
Let your glory be enhanced, magnified, and revealed through me. And let me sanctify my mouth and speak words that radiate until the earth shines with his glory. Help me study much Torah every day and say the words out loud, for they are life to those who find them, to those who say them out loud. Let my words of Torah throw light on all the areas of my life in which I need to repent until I reach a level of teshuva where I make amends for all the wrong I have ever done. My present level is so low that I am down at the feet. I am no better than the dust. Help me rise up from level to level until I emerge from this degraded state. Through speaking radiant words of Torah, let me come to complete teshuva and emerge from my low level and attain an understanding of the profoundest depths of the Torah. The Covenant Please, Hashem, you are full of love and kindness, and your love is true love. Take pity on your works. Open my mouth and my heart, so that I will be able to express myself before you and arouse your true love for me. From now on, help me sanctify and purify myself through observing the Holy Covenant. Save me from any kind of immorality. Keep my eyes from looking at falsehood. Through following your pathways, bring me to life. Forgiving God, be kind and merciful, and pardon and forgive me for everything I have ever done contrary to the Holy Covenant. Forgive me for all the immoral thoughts I have ever had, for everything immoral I have ever said or done, and for having abused my powers of vision, hearing, and smell, whether deliberately or unintentionally, willfully or under compulsion. For the sake of your name, Hashem, forgive my sin, even though it is so weighty, have pity on me. Break and destroy and do away with all the knots, cords, and chains of evil created by my many sins. They keep on attacking me and trying to drag me from one sin to the next, God forbid. They are preventing me from sanctifying and purifying myself the way I should. And because of this, I am far from observing the Holy Covenant in a way that befits a Jew descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, your chosen ones. Master of the universe, you know my heart. Have mercy on me. Cut and break all the knots and chains of evil until they will be powerless to attack me in any way. Do away with them so completely that not even the least trace or memory of them will remain. Let all my sins be turned into merits. I know I have not yet reached this level of teshuva. So far, I have not even started to repent genuinely. Even so, Grant it to me as a free gift of mercy. Save me from temptation. Loving, merciful God, look how low I am and how I'm struggling. Evil temptations and desires lie in wait for me all the time, tormenting my nefesh, my ruach, and my neshama with all kinds of tortures. They pursue me and persecute me in every way. They want to drive me out of the land of the living. They want to trap my soul and take her into captivity. I know that I am my own worst persecutor because I have free will and no one can force me to be swayed by these desires and temptations. I fully acknowledge and confess that I am the guilty one. The sin is in me, my Lord. But what should I do, Hashem? All my power of resistance has been sapped and I do not know how to find a way to escape the evil desires and fantasies that are constantly attacking me. I don't know how to fight against them. My only hope is is to rely on your abundant love and mercy. Help me. 
Give me the strength to resist all evil thoughts and desires. Help me overcome them and break their power over me and drive them out of myself and my life from now and forever. Don't let a single lustful thought ever enter my mind. Let my mind and my thoughts always be completely holy and pure. Loving God, help me attain sanctity and purity and conduct myself with holiness and restraint even in what is permitted to me. Let me constantly add more and more holiness until I attain such a level of sanctity and detachment from material desire that the upper and lower unifications will be brought about through me. Master of the Universe, you know that even Torah scholars and great rabbinic leaders who only have marital relations from Shabbat to Shabbat also need to exercise tremendous self-control and caution in order to observe the covenant in holiness. How much more this applies to average people who have relations during the week as well. They must certainly act with the utmost care and caution in order to conduct their marriage relationship in holiness and guard the covenant. You have also let us know the high level of holiness of the Jewish marriage relationship at its root. Through it, the upper and lower unifications are brought about. Every Jew needs to do his part to bring this about. Loving God, have mercy on us and send a true holy awakening into our hearts and the hearts of all your people, the house of Israel. Let all of us, from the smallest to the greatest, be aroused to sanctify ourselves in what is permitted to us and to constantly guard the covenant and conduct our relationships with ever greater holiness. Let the two holy unifications, the upper and the lower, be brought about through us so that your holy glory will be enhanced and magnified to perfection and the glory of Hashem will fill all the earth. Radiate the earth with your glory. Let us exult and rejoice in you and fulfill what is written, the glory of Hashem will be forever. Hashem will rejoice in His works.